0: Welcome to The Word from Bethlehem Lutheran Church. I'm Pastor Abigail Zhang Hoffman. And I'm Pastor Amy Walter-Peterson. Thanks for dwelling in the Word with us today. We have two readings for the sixth Sunday after Pentecost, July 9th one from Romans and the other from the Gospel of Matthew. But at this time, I'm just going to read the one from Romans, which comes from the seventh chapter, verses 15 to 25. I do not understand my own actions, for I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate. Now, if I do what I do not want, I agree that the law is good, but in fact, it is no longer I that do it, but sin that dwells within me. For I know that nothing good dwells within me that is in my flesh. I can will what is right, but I cannot do it. For I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I do. Now, if I do what I do not want, it is no longer I that do it, but sin that dwells within me. So I find it to be a law that when I, do, when I want to do what is good, evil lies close at hand. For I delight in the law of God in my inmost self. But I see in my members another law at war with the law of my mind, making me captive to the law of sin that dwells in my members. Wretched man that I am, who will rescue me from this body of death? Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then with my mind I am a slave to the law of God, but with my flesh I am a slave to the law of sin. The Word of the Lord. That reading from Romans is kind of a doozy. All that language about sin and flesh and evil and the law. But I actually think it includes one of the most honest confessions in all of Scripture. I do not understand my own actions, for I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate. For I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I do. This sums up my confession every time I find myself sitting with a regret. All the thoughts that come to mind when we confess our sins as we gather at the font at the beginning of worship, and I recall the ways that I have not loved God or my neighbor very well at all. I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I do. I wake every day with a resolve to speak more kindly to my little ones only to find myself at the end of the day recounting how many times I raised my voice instead. I preach about compassion only to find judgment invading my thoughts. I want to be more faithful, more prayerful, more generous, only to find myself doing what I've always done. I imagine I might not be alone in this experience. Paul's confession in today's reading from Romans is more than just a confession. It's a way of thinking about our human predicament. Why is it that we pave the road to hell with our good intentions, as the old saying goes? Why do we not do the good we want, but the evil we do not want instead? Paul's answer is summed up in the words of the more traditional confession that we use for worship. We are in bondage to sin and cannot free ourselves. We are so tempted to satisfy our own desires that we cannot, or do not, resist. That is why God gave the law, a meager attempt to curb our sin, like bumpers in a bowling alley keeping us headed roughly in the right direction. But even the law can become twisted, no longer serving its purpose of supporting us to better love God and neighbor, and instead used as a weapon to wield judgment and condemnation that serves only to divide us further. So where does that leave us? Or in Paul's words, Who will rescue me from this body of death? As is usually the case when asked a question in a sermon, the answer is Jesus. Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord, Paul says. We are in bondage to sin and cannot free ourselves, but Jesus can and does free us. Jesus can and does give us the power to do that which we wouldn't otherwise have the grace or mercy or hope of doing, living as God's people, who follow in God's ways of righteousness and love. In other words, in Jesus' words from the Gospel of Matthew, Come to me, all you that are weary, and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Jesus offers a way to break the cycle of good intentions. Jesus is speaking to people who are weary and carrying the heavy burdens of trying to make it in a world that tells us to fend for ourselves to earn our keep, to value our own power above all else. The rest Jesus offers is the assurance that we don't have to hustle for our worth before God, that our salvation does not rest on a final tally of choosing good more often than evil, or any other measure that is just up to us. Take my yoke upon you, Jesus invites. If you're not familiar with a yoke, as I was not, It is actually a wooden cross piece that joins one ox to another. Just like kids whose legs are tied together for a three-legged race, the oxen must move in the same direction at the same pace. If we are going to be yoked to another, this imagery suggests that we ought to pay close attention to whose yoke we will wear. When I was on vacation this past week, our family— all 18 of my extended family, with ages 3 to 75, went on a kayaking excursion. And all of the kayaks we used were two-person kayaks. We had to choose carefully who would be matched with who, making sure that every kayak had a person strong enough to paddle in the ocean current. My nephew and I actually made a pretty good team together. But we had to work to make sure our paddles were in sync and we had to communicate about which side we'd paddle on to keep us steering in the right direction. When Jesus invites us to take my yoke upon you, imagine he's inviting us to get in a two-person kayak with him. He's not just standing on the shore giving us directions. He gets in the boat and shares the responsibility with us. When Jesus invites us to learn from me, he does not simply mean listen to me. He invites us to do it together. I remember when I first learned to drive. The first time I got behind the wheel, I tried to use both feet while driving, one foot for the gas and one for the brake. I spent many, many hours in the parking lot of the elementary school near our house with my dad, learning to park, getting out of the car to see if I made it between the lines, hitting curbs while trying to parallel park. I had passed the written test with flying colors. But I needed the experience of getting behind the wheel with my dad's gentle and patient encouragement, teaching me how to drive. Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord, Paul says. We only have any hope of doing the good we want, of doing the good God calls us to, because of Jesus. Jesus forms us to be disciples, teaching others with our words and actions about God's love. The good news is that this isn't work we do alone. The Aramaic word that Jesus used to refer to his disciples appropriately meant something closer to apprentice. We are Jesus' apprentices, connected to him, learning from him. Unlike my mom, who left it to my dad to teach us kids how to drive, Jesus is willing to get behind the wheel with us. Talk us through the steps we need to take, making good on his promise to be with us always, even to the end of the age. Now, we know that Jesus most often shows up in our friends and in our neighbors and even our parents. They are the people that show us how to love and how to forgive, how to be generous how to act with compassion and kindness. And as we learn, we do the same for others. Jesus is with us in their faces, in their presence. Come to me, all you that are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest, Jesus says. This rest comes as we indeed take Jesus' yoke upon us and learn from him learn from one another. We learn Jesus' ways of humbleness, turning to our God for wisdom and guidance rather than believing that we always know best. We learn the limits of our own gut wisdom and power. We learn to listen for and learn from God's gentle guidance and sometimes his words of correction too. We learn to acknowledge the truth that we cannot and should not shoulder all of life's burdens on our own. We learn that we cannot save the world, or its people, or ourselves, by ourselves. We learn that we are not responsible for everything. This is the good news that gives us the rest we long for and sustains us to be Jesus' disciples. Loving God and loving our neighbors well. Thanks be to God. We hope you've been fed by the word this week. Don't miss an episode. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And share your feedback with us at word at blcfairport.org. And if you'd like to learn more about Bethlehem Lutheran Church or support the ministry we share, including this podcast, please visit www.blcfairport.org.